Welcome back to Live, Laugh, Lorazepam. We are on episode nine. Today's episode, we have a very special guest. Billy Corrales is joining us to talk about what it's like to live with and love a partner who has mental health issues. Billy, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. Uh, no. Uh, hi. Uh, uh, my name's Billy, um, and I am I'm here to discuss things about mental health. Thank you so much for being with us. We're really excited to have you on. You know, it's it's a good time. It'll it'll, it'll be a fun a fun conversation. Can't wait. We truly appreciate it. Thank you. You, you know, I, I listened to a couple episodes, and 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 the la- the last one I heard, you guys were talking about a, a pirate on the Green Line, and it was, it was <laughs> oh my God, the Was it a pirate or a sailor? What was it? Oh, <laughs> no, no, I, it might have been a sailor. I mean, there was you also could be the right. gentleman that, that that peed himself on the on one of the trains. Oh my gosh, yes, uh, Nicole's. Yeah, stories. Nicole gets the best. Uh, train stories because whenever she's traveling and commuting in it's always at like weird times because she has strange hours like really really early or really really late and so i think she sees uh she sees a little bit of the underbelly of the city <laughs> we're we are bringing I, this to the train yeah <laughs> I, I thought i was a a slight germaphobe and then she talked about wearing different pants and immediately taking them off at the train i'm like all right i'm not there yet <laughs> I think i'm okay um, so talk to us a little bit about what it's like to live with someone, um, and love someone, a partner who is, who has struggled with mental health and sort of like how, how you deal with that with her on a daily basis. Sure. How I deal with that. Uh, no, um, first and first and foremost, I, I have permission to discuss this. I want to, I don't want to be lambasted by your countless fans of being insensitive um but but i am i am i am allowed to talk about this freely with some limitations so we're we're just checking that box right off at the very beginning um so me me and my wife i have been together for 12 years um and we've been married for five and i am i feel elderly saying that but you know (laughs) It is what it is. That's what happens when you, when you, when you like find your person in high school, I guess. Um, but no, so her mental, uh, health, like her, realistically what it is, it's, it's like struggles with depression and a, a bit of anxiety, a, a bit more depression than anything else. And it didn't really start like rearing itself, I guess, until after she graduated high school. Which I mean, it's different for everybody. Uh, so I, it's, I'm not gonna say one thing or another about that. It's just um, what was the cause of it was that her her mom uh, essentially essentially was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna." Her mom was dating this guy. We love we love him very much. Fred, go Fred. Um, they they're they're now married, by the way. Uh, so anyway, her mom was gonna move in with her 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 boyfriend her stepdad fred but he lives all the way out in western mass so it was gonna be essentially you move all the way to western mass with me or you move up a little bit to like a little south 
of Boston with your grandparents. And so Alicia chose to, to, to move in with her grandparents. And, and that's kind of when things started like going south, I guess her, her grandfather was kind of sick. So she was her. It was pretty much a fresh Prince of Bel-Air situation. Her life got turned, <laughs> uh, flipped, turned upside down. Uh, and, that, and that's kind of what brought it on. Uh, so from that point on, since then, which was like 2012 until now, it's just kind of been something that's constantly been there. So most of the time we've been together, it's it's been more, um, more. It's it's something I'm more used to than not used to, I suppose. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's a lot of transition to have at like such a transitional point in your life. I can imagine that. I'm like not surprised to hear that she started experiencing some different sort of mental health issues then. Yeah, I mean, the same thing happened with me. Like, there was something, like, big happened in my life, and it made my depression worse and made it more visual on the outside. Um, so she's not alone there. Right. Like, I, I remember the last month of her uh, senior year. She almost technically, maybe not the last month, maybe, like, the last two weeks, she essentially lived with my family because her mom had already moved and was like, well see you at graduation uh so oh my gosh it was it was yeah it was it was it was kind of a uh a tough go but you know it's 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 where where things started and and it, it's just something that we're used to now i guess used to is a, a, a weird yeah a you weird start word coping. to say but it's it's almost it's almost like oh this is essentially always been part of our relationship if you don't if you don't love the person for everything, you can't, you, you know what I mean? Like you can't fully, fully commit if you're not going to take the good with the bad, I guess. I love that sentiment. So from your perspective as like her spouse, as her partner, like, I guess I always ask like my own husband about like he notices things before I do, or sometimes he'll make suggestions of, Hey, I think you should do this or Maybe we should stay in tonight. And and sometimes it's before I even realize that I'm like having an episode or having a day or, or something like that. Um, and from your perspective, like are there things that you notice maybe before she notices or that you've sort of had to um, cope with in your own way? Because she's coping hmm. in one way, but you're also coping as like as as the partner, as a support of someone experiencing these things. Um, yeah, like there there were times where it would be generally when you, you you called it an episode i think i think generally i just kind of like to blanket them it's it's pretty much a day and there'll yeah. be like when there when there are days and um it would be it would essentially be like oh she she couldn't she couldn't just do anything and that was that was that was the main issue she didn't want to go anywhere she didn't want to like almost get out of bed she she is mm -hmm. just kind of just like i am here and this is where i'm staying and I can't, I can't do anything. And when that would happen, it would all kind of start out where she'd just be like really quiet. And that's when I started to notice, it's like, why, why, why are you so quiet right now? What's <laughs> happening? And then as the years went on, I'd be like, Ooh, we're, we're very quiet. It's coming. Here we go. Uh, brace yourself, everybody. Because uh, <laughs> essentially what it would be is like, she used to work retail and I, I would work a Monday through Friday job. So like, I think she had a Wednesday off or whatever. And whenever it occurred on a day where I was at work and she was at home and I'd come home and 
she essentially almost kind of be in the same place that we, she was when I left. She'd feel guilty about not getting anything done and, and not doing anything. Quite frankly, I didn't give a shit. I was like, I don't care if you need to take a day, take a day. It, it is what it is. But it was it was more so just from my point of view, I felt like no matter what I said or what I tried to do to like, oh, let's 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 essentially bounce you out of this. It's just a little dip. It's just we know you're going to make it out because you always make it out. Let's just try to I try to speed it along and it, that that would never work because mm. you just got to kind of ride the wave that is so depression. True. That's it's so interesting hearing your like perspective on this because I'm I'm relating to everything you're saying that she's experiencing. Like there were the days where I couldn't get out of bed, there were the days where I couldn't do anything, and then the days where I felt so guilty about not doing anything. And if I'm in the same place when Phil comes home sometimes, even if I have been productive that day, it like triggers the same like guilt. I'm like, oh my God, like I haven't moved, like He's going to think I didn't do anything all day I don't know, as if he's like keeping tabs or something. But it's really interesting to hear from your perspective from the other side of it. Like you can't rush it along. You, you really do just need to ride it out. And sometimes you do just need that day off. Um, so it's like, I don't know. It's like really refreshing almost to, like, yeah, to hear, hear it. Because I feel like I feel the guilt too. I'm not in a relationship, but I feel the guilt in different ways. Um, and knowing, like hearing you just say like you, you take the day like that. I don't know, made my heart warm. Yeah, that's lovely. Oh. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was it was just something about it because on on the reverse side of it, I am a person who doesn't tend to have depression. I guess I'm just I've, I've in all honesty, I think I have ADHD, and my mind is just so quick all the time. I can't focus on anything bad. <laughs> So I just, I go a million miles a minute just up here in the, in the noggin. So anything that's like bad, I'm like, "Eh, it's fine. We'll just put some music on and it's no big deal. So to experience somebody who couldn't do that and, and to live with somebody and to love somebody who couldn't do that, it was, there were, there were there. I mean, granted, there were times where it was frustrating. I'm like, all right, if we, if like, this was early on when I didn't kind of fully understand, you know, the rhythm and the whole thing, I was like, all right, just just get out of bed like just get even sit on the couch just watch tv just do anything just don't stay in bed all day and it would it i was naive at the time and didn't know anything but i was like why it's it's literally a couple steps in the next room that's all you have to take and then you know it it clicked with me because like i was like oh no this is this is this is something serious this is we're just we're just gonna let it just just let it ride out and and don't don't push don't do anything because i am not by any means a mental health expert in any way, shape, or form. So I shouldn't be trying to tell anybody what to do if they're feeling down or anything. But it was just, it was just, it was such a struggle for me to watch her mm. be in that spot and do, know that I, I couldn't do anything because I'd, I'd, I'd want to help and I'd want to be like, let me literally just pick you up and put you in a different spot so you can just see a different a different even if it's a different side of the room like i don't i just i wanted to be able to just kind of just change the environment and do literally anything but i, I couldn't because nothing i did 
would 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 change it uh, again it's just it's one massive tidal wave and you you can't you can't stop it when it's coming you just got to kind of get washed over and eventually pick yourself up after it so i i needed to learn that and it took me a little it took me a little while to to figure that out but we got there eventually uh you know i'm not gonna lie i'm sitting here crying <laughs> like but like like just pure like like happiness tears that you stayed and figured that out and that you love her so much that you wanted to just be able to take it away and like even like just saying just a different part of the room and like just picking her up and you wanted to do all that like i'm we both we're <laughs> looking we at both each other were like we're looking at each other like oh shit oh, I <laughs> now that. now granted i i did make myself seem like this the strong man let me pick you it, it would really be me dragging her into the other room i don't think i don't think the full lifting of not of not fabio or we get her to another room if i could uh. that's amazing but i i do want to pinpoint the the comment of like as when you are dating someone when you're married to someone when you're in a long-term relationship like you want to fix whatever the problem is for them you hate to see them upset you hate to see them down and it's just an automatic thing to want to help that other person. And it's so hard with mental health when, like, like you said, there's like really, you were doing everything you could possibly do to be there and support her, but there was nothing you really could do beyond that. You know, like this was, this was something she was going to have to ride out. And this was something that like, like she's struggling on her own, on her own, in her own head. But the fact that you recognized that and didn't, then get mad at her or upset or resentful or anything and just understood. Well, especially you're saying you don't under like you can't comprehend it and, and like on your own form of depression. Like the fact that it didn't frustrate you so much to be like, well, what the hell? Yeah, snap out of it. Like, yeah, that's yeah. it's wonderful that like, you were able to um, like see that from her perspective since you had never experienced it yourself. Yeah, because I mean, I, I I tend to be a very just overly positive person and i i try to whenever anything's wrong i try to like okay we're gonna fix this easy steps you got to do x you got to do y you got to do z i don't know why i didn't say a b or c there but either way <laughs> i like x uh, y and z <laughs> i just jump into the end um uh and i just it 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 i'm i'm again i'm i'm not a i'm not a saint or a, it took me a while there were yeah. it was a couple like when it first started happening back in 2012, there was about maybe like a, a couple years where like I would inwardly be be like really frustrated because like oh our friends are all going someplace or our friends are doing this let's all hang out and she just couldn't and so I didn't I didn't want to you know abandon her in the state she was in and she'd be like no go go with and I I, I couldn't and so my friends. There was there was a time period where like my friends were like oh she the she the and it was it was a mess. I mean we're all great now it's all fine now and they they've they've all matured because they that's what they needed to do, um, but, <laughs> but it was it's it's you know it was it was it was it was tough but I mean when you when you're when you grow up essentially with somebody because let's face it I was I think. 16 when I met her and she was either 14, 15 or something. And then we started dating later, but like we met so young. So like we, we, we've, we've essentially grown into adults together and it's just kind of, 
It's it's just how you are with somebody you've known for that long. Mm. Yeah, that's lovely. I, I think also the um <laughs> sorry. sorry. We're just like, like so mm-hmm. we're like thinking so about what you're saying. Yeah. We're just on. like <laughs> Um No, but I mean your comment about the internalizing like, you know, you're frustrated in, internally. I mean, I imagine she was too, because when you oh. first, when you first start experiencing it, it's like, you don't know what the, what hell. In the hell is going on. And like, what is wrong? Like something's wrong. But I mean, there's also a stigma. There's a stigma mm-hmm. that there isn't an automatic, you, like our society doesn't teach us automatically to be like, okay, this might be a mental health thing and we should take a minute and breathe through it and think about it and ask them some questions. Like, no, it's our, it's not our automatic thing. So your frustration was, I think a lot of people can relate to that. But the fact that you were able to like move through it and past it and that you were mature enough to recognize that like, okay, this is an issue that she has no control over and like, what does she need right now? Okay. Support. That's what we'll do. Yeah. And I mean the, the situation, if we're, if we're talking about like, like when things that I got nervous about is, so we, so we have a baby as, as you guys know, um, and, and postpartum is, is no joke like that. And I was, I was, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little nervous because I was like, okay, well, I, I, <laughs> I know, uh, classic depression. I, I don't know depression plus I don't, I don't know. Like, like, <laughs> like it's like, I, I don't have the, the, uh, subscription to that version of it. And I was nervous that when, when a baby would be added, and uh, like with the postpartum and all that stuff, I didn't know if we what that would do. Um, but luckily, the hospital we went to, they, they're they're great. It's uh, uh, Beth Israel Plymouth. Shout out, shout out to them. Phenomenal. Uh, they set her up with a postpartum therapist. Oh, that's I'm awesome. Pretty sure. That's amazing. And, and from and from that point, she uh, she kind of jumped off of that and got into therapy and it's just it's since that point it's just kind of been uh you know uh, a much an uptick in things really because from from about 2012 until about like even when the baby was born it was it was it was no therapy no anything we were just kind of mm-hmm. handling it and managing it and and now that you know she's involved in like talking to somebody that isn't me just being like come on let's go do something there's a movie let's go let's go <laughs> now, now that she's talking to a professional uh you know things things have have improved i will say i want to pause you for one second what oh no no you're Are you good. okay yeah i'm just looking at this i'm oh, being you, a like, nerd you held it up and i got nervous and i was like what's wrong <laughs> no i would have told you to stop i'm okay. just being a nerd um okay i did have a point to jump back in unless you had something no. Okay. Maybe I won't even cut it out. Okay. Okay. No, don't do that. Cut this out. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> this is real. Leave yeah. us in. Real life, Abby. That's what this podcast is about. People make mistakes. You can't just edit your life. Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a nerd. <laughs> Gosh. So I'm really glad that you brought up postpartum depression because I know I have talked with Alicia about doing an episode entirely on that topic and having her join us in an interview um, to talk about her own experience as well as like Julie and I both have sister-in-laws who I think would be willing to talk about their experience with it because everyone, yeah, like everyone experiences (laughs) it differently. Um, But I'm like, 
astounded and really happy to hear that the hospital had someone like prepped and almost like on the wings for her ahead of time because I just know from you know other people's experiences like that that wasn't it it was like okay here's your baby go home I mean it's one of the it's one of the big reasons I'm afraid to have children because like I don't know what depression plus is like either (laughs) (laughs) um it's a valid concern I mean I worry about that because I've seen my darkest without postpartum and then add a baby in postpartum child I like am so afraid of that yeah um, like, oh, this human being is like, you're responsible for it and they're dependent on you. You, you can't have a day where you're just mm-hmm. like out of commission. Like I'm, t- what is those like the NyQuil ads that were like, dads take, <laughs> dads can't take sick days. Like I literally feel like that's what it is sometimes because it, you know, it's not the same. If you're in your own person, yeah, I can go lay in bed all day and I can take a sick day with work and like, no one's going to miss me. But a baby is like a whole other level of responsibility. Right, like if, uh, I mean, she can explain it a hell of a lot better than I can. But it was, it was, it was like we had conversations about it because I was like, "Hey, uh, so we're we're pretty good. We have a rhythm going here. I know when when we're low, when we're high, it's great. When we have a child, though, what is what is that gonna do?" And <laughs> and <laughs> we we talked about it, and it was just kind of a. Uh, not not necessarily a wait and see, but we were we we were gonna see what was gonna happen, and then the hospital was legit like, okay, here you go, here's your person. Well, I also think too, we had had a kid in COVID, so like you couldn't, yeah, I couldn't go to any of the doctor's appointments. I couldn't go like once we got into the hospital, they essentially were like, you are in this room until you leave. You don't get to go in the hallway. You don't get to do anything. I was stuck in, we were stuck in the same room for three days with one window that faced another building. And that was it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was like a prison sentence. Uh, And then add a baby into it. Uh, But it was, was, you know, I look back on it now and it was, it was, it's, it's kind of like, Oh, it would have been nice to get Dunkin' Donuts. But I mean, it's (laughs) aside from that, it was, it was, it was fine. It was a happy, happy memory that we will never experience again, most likely, because when we have second child, whenever that'll be, uh, things won't be in a pandemic. Hopefully. Yeah. Knock on something, please. Right there. We'll, uh, we'll see how it goes though. But yeah. But po- yeah, postpartum is so. Sorry. No, you're fine. I mean, postpartum scares the crap out of me, and I've know so many women who have dealt with it, and just how strong they are coming out of it is baffles me. Like they're so strong. Yeah, and I mean to have like a supportive partner when you're having postpartum is is one thing, but to then. You know, if you don't have someone who understands mental health or if you're doing this alone or if you don't have support systems around you like family or friends, I imagine that that is like just a whole nother layer on top Nightmare of scenario. Yeah, yeah, like that sounds horrible. <laughs> like and we and let's face it, my my family and you, Abby, you know, my family, no one was really having babies up until about like like a, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So we on that side had no experience of like, okay, this is what, this is what postpartum looks like. This is what, you know, having a child looks like. It was literally like our cousin had one and then we had one and we were like, okay, this is it. Uh, what do we, what do we do now? So if I gotta be honest with you, if 
uh, if Alicia hadn't dealt with depression for for the years that we've been together, I don't even know if like postpartum depression would have been on my mind because it was just it's, it's in my family we don't really talk about mental health that much at all. It's just it's uh it's it's why I think I have ADHD undiagnosed. My my parents were just like ah he's a unique boy and they just swept <laughs> stuff under the rug. So you know we did, we never really dived into it, but if if I feel like if my family had looked into it, it, you know, we would have had better examples of like what to look for, whatnot. But being with Alicia is, is, was like a crash course and just like, all right, this is how we're going to handle it. And this is, this is what it is. And it's granted it's different for everybody, but this is my version. I'm okay with it. Um, and it, so, yeah. And then adding a baby on top of everything, it's just been, it's been a wild ride, but, uh, but we're here and we made it. <laughs> so I, I, that's a really good like jumping spot for um, my next question, which was going to be regarding parenting. I mean, you have a better understanding of mental health. You have a better understanding of the mental health that you both are already experiencing and can experience and the ups and downs of over the years. And so how has that changed sort of like your perspective on raising your daughter to be more aware of mental health? Oh, I'm a helicopter parent, like right off the bat. First off, I'm nervous <laughs> about I'm nervous about literally everything. Uh, Alicia's like, calm down. We can we can let her do this. We can let her do that. I'm like, yes, but what if X, Y, and Z happens, or or all of this all of this terrible stuff could happen? So anything she does, I'm just like, is this normal childhood behavior, or should I be concerned? <laughs> it's me as aunt. It's. <laughs> And so it's, I mean, again, though, because we have no, no one in our family uh, has had children, like when, when we were younger, so I could like see a little kid grow up, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all, it's all new and none of my friends have had like kids before me. So just watching uh, a little human grow up, I'm like, okay, I, you seem to be figuring things out, but we're going to keep an eye on that. Why, why are you shaking your head so much? Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just. It's a lot of just kind of learning as you go, but because of you know past twelve years and 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 being with with Alicia, it's I think on it's on my mind like all the time. I'm like I'm going to try to make this the best environment for you, so you so so to to and again I don't know if you can really avoid depression. It's just it just kind of happens. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. it's it's not gonna it's not like a oops dad didn't hug me one day i'm sad now for the rest of my life it's it's an array of things so it's it's just more so like i want to make this a place where where she will she will she'll be loved and cared for and and hopefully that will lead into a life of not having to go through the struggles that her mom has had to go through that is so wonderful first of all and it is really interesting though now that you say that um about there not being any other kids on that side of the family because like I have like five nieces and two nephews and <laughs> when I like like toddlers are weird toddlers do really weird things right and you're like is it normal is it not and I've seen it done now like seven times with nieces and nephews to the point where like <laughs> if they did have an issue I don't know if I'd pick up on it because I'd be like no nah, you're all just you're yeah, all you're like just... weird children I don't know um are you supposed to eat play-doh <laughs> 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 like checking the nutritional facts. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Let this kill you. 
Um, but that's it, a really good point about sugar. It's fine. <laughs> it's a really good point about like sort of the um, the role modeling that parents can do for us and that siblings can do for us and for if you've never had those discussions with your family, if you've never had kids around to like know, is this normal? Is this not normal? Um, or even to like open the channels of communication to like be able to talk about right. any of that. Um, I can see how that would be like kind of a, a big roadblock, but it's so uh, refreshing to hear that, that, you know, you're approaching it in a different way because of your experiences. And the fact that you are openly talking with us, I just know that, like you said, depression doesn't just happen from not being hugged. <laughs> like, it's a lot of the times genetic. Um, but because you're so open and honest and you know what to look for now, and like you said, your family didn't talk about mental health. Well, now you do. So hopefully, if she does down the line have any form of mental illness, like you're going to be a safe space. And yeah. it'll be very different than someone who has severe depression growing up with someone who doesn't talk about it. Yeah. Which will make it easier in the long run. Right. And that's that's the that's the end goal really. I mean, it's not it's not about avoiding what what could happen or whatever. It's just about just trying to make this the best place for for the little human that is bumping into walls and <laughs> and and just asking me to watch the same movie over and over and over again. Ooh, what it's is 101 the movie? Dalmatians. Oh my gosh. Wow, I've never heard anyone say that as their like go-to. I oh, love so, it. So she just loves dogs. So she literally wakes up at like, I'll wake her up in the morning because, you know, she's a good sleeper. I'll wake her up and be like, hey, time to get up. And she'll put a have a be like, puppy movie. I'm like, buddy, it is six in the morning. We're not going <laughs> to, we're not watching the movie right now. But then we did. And we've, we've watched it twice today. Uh, it's, it's just a lot. But I mean, it is, it is what it is, you know? You good thing you there's another one. Next is 102 Dalmatians. Um, no. Uh, no. <laughs> so don't give, tell her give there's more. variety. <laughs> exactly. We're going to change it up a bit. We've tried Encanto. She likes the Bruno song. She calls it Bruno and then does a little shoulder. Oh shoulder my gosh. Stop. Dance. That's so cute. It's, 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 it's incredibly adorable. But again, it's my child. So anything she does, I think is going to be great. But you know, from a non-biased <laughs> opinion, she's a, she's the cutest baby in the world. Unbiased opinion. Unbiased opinion, not at all. That's one. I 100 agree. Not biased at all. Never seen a picture of your kid, Abby. She's adorable. Yeah, let me pull. I'll pull one up. Yeah, laughter. Her phone's plugged into the wall on the floor over here. (laughs) Um. Thank you for sharing all this information. I feel like we've we've like delved deep into your history and Delicious history and. Um, gotten a better understanding of like your relationship. Um, so I, I want to ask like, what is a piece of advice you might give to other people who are partners with or married to, or just starting to date, or just starting to date <clears throat> people with mental health issues? Uh, the biggest, probably the biggest one. Don't take it personally. Um, if your person can't do anything or doesn't want to do anything or is having a bad day don't let it reflect don't don't make don't make it about you uh which is ironic because i'm coming on to talk about someone you know but don't make it about yourself it's not about you uh you are not the the cause 
of their depression. You're just merely in in the solar system that 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 is is you know dealing with the depression, and you have to be there and 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 don't get your feelings hurt if they don't want to do anything today. Because that that was like that was another thing that it took me a bit. Like when she when she wouldn't want to go out or when she like sometimes it would get to the point where she's like I just I can't I don't want to talk right now and as you can tell I'm a very big talker um she'd be like she's like I can't talk I don't want to do and it would almost kind of hurt my feelings a little bit because I'm like oh my gosh what am I doing but then again I was probably I think like 19 at the time like what did I do wrong um (laughs) now 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 it's just like oh yeah no I it's just it's gonna be one of those days and oh well tip my invisible hat and I'll go watch TV in the living room. Goodbye. Uh, enjoy our room. Uh, <laughs> so it's just, you kind of got to give space and don't, don't, don't take it personally because it's, 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 it has literally nothing to do with you. That is such a good piece of advice. I have a question as a single person with money, different mental illnesses. Okay. How would you like, yes, don't take it personally, but like, how do you see all the positives when the there's like a bunch of bad days in a row and like to stay despite the bad days? It, it's that's a toughie. You put me on the spot. Okay, no, um, it's, it's just it's my just fear more, of being alone. I need to know this question. Sure. Uh, no, it's Answer. it's kind of just about you you as as a as a partner of somebody. You have to be. You, you have to be willing to, you know, be there for them when when they need you, and even if it's shitty, like a whole week, it's it's not. It's you need to you need to look at the bigger picture. A week is five days, but if you're gonna stick around for like a lifetime, five days is, is fucking nothing. Uh, and you just need to kind of you need to step back from. Oh man, we're not gonna we're not gonna do anything today or tomorrow, and and just you need to you need to zoom out. And just kind of see, like, okay, this is going to be a, a shitty couple of days, but it's only a couple of days. It will get better. It always does get better. And no matter what the issue is, if you stick it out and you work with your person, you will get to the better days. You know what I mean? I really like that response. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I I feel like that's, like, good advice, too, for just relationships in general. I mean... And like dating with mental yeah. health, either side, like whether you are the person experiencing it or not experiencing it, like every relationship is going to have those ups and downs and that should be expected. And like mental health just throws in a different sort of up and down. But yeah, yeah you have every other up and down <laughs> that's like, hey, depression on a platter. <laughs> but, but I mean, if you are with the right person who understands what you're going through and like, if I, like personally for me, like I wasn't able to communicate like what the hell I was experiencing. And I know that was frustrating for Phil in the beginning because like he doesn't know what's wrong. I don't know how to tell him I'm wrong. And so like communication became like our number one thing because we needed to be able to, he needed, I needed to be able to say, I'm feeling something. I'm heading in a certain direction. I think I need this. And then once we established what those things were, he was able to then, you know, see ahead and be like, okay, she's acting a little off or she's silent. Like you had said, unless she gets really quiet, like, okay, Mm. like, okay, now I'm starting to see like, okay, that's a, that's a sign. And I, she might be heading towards a different direction. Um, and so I, 
I think communication for us was like a huge thing. Have you found that communication is like a, a big thing in your relationship as well? Oh, yeah. Especially like, like from the beginning. Cause I mean, again, if you think about it, we, we got together when we were like, we were, we were little kids. I, I say little, we were in high school. So it was, it was, it was also at like the, 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 the sort of boom at like iPhones had like come out like, I think in if iPhones came out in 07, I think we got together in like 2010. So the iPhone 3 was out or whatever, and you could text all the time. <laughs> and it was just it. So it added a whole a whole extra layer to like, OK, I can be when I'm not with this person, I can be in constant communication with them because why? Well, I mean, granted, I think I had a track phone at the time, but like, <laughs> like. It. I can't text you that much, sweetie. I only have 25 minutes of time, and that's like three texts. Um, but eventually, once I got like a, I think I got a BlackBerry. Um, once or one, that that it was, it, you're just constant communication. So we would text back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then when we would be together, we'd be hanging out, and I noticed that she would she wouldn't like say anything, and and that's when I noticed like, okay, this I'm I'm experiencing. Uh, a, a bad day in person now that's that's how I kind of realized like oh things are things are going awry because you are quiet because I know you and I know me and I know we can text literally like 18 hours a day because again we were we were young and it's just <laughs> clack, 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 all day long um and 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 it just it, it became a point of like when she stopped talking that was kind of my cue to be like hey are, are you are you good and and from that point, it, it would it would turn into just th the day would essentially take place, and we'd just kind of be in it. Um, but creating space for her to like respond to that, like it, I find it hard to just like randomly be like, "I'm having a bad day." So sometimes it helps when someone's like, "Hey, are you okay?" And like opens <laughs> it, that. Right. It sorry, might take. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It's just. It, I'm sorry. I. I ask it too much. I think that's <laughs> if, if we're going back to the advice. As uh, I think I got, I think I got paranoid about her having the bad days. So when she would just kind of be quiet for a little bit, I'd be like, "Brace yourself. Are you all right? What can I do?" And it got to the point where that got annoying. So I need to find the happy balance of realizing when she's just quiet because we're watching TV, or and when uh oh, it's 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 gonna be a bad day. That that took a bit of time too, but I mean that's trial and error. <laughs> like, it it is. It was it was real dicey because it got to the point where like you good. She's like, yes, we're watching a show. Quiet. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I missed that. Why why are you asking me? So you mentioned it a little bit earlier, and I wanted to make sure we uh, touched upon it towards the end as well um you had said that after after the birth of your daughter she started seeing a therapist and that's been helpful have you have you experienced that like f talking to someone who's a professional has been helpful for her has been helpful for you um uh, uh, hell yes uh, <laughs> no uh, it's been it's been really good because I mean, I mean, not that again. She's not a private person. She's allowing me to say this, but she's not going to go up to you know people and be like, "These are these are how I'm feeling. This is why today's a bad day." But she she wouldn't really even tell that to me. It would be me bugging her, being like, "What's wrong? What's going on?" So it's nice to have a licensed professional who could take all the information and be like, "Well, maybe it's because of this, or maybe this, and you should think about this." And it has been kind of a world of difference. 
um, because they've been able to just kind of like it, it's it's been uh, it's been kind of nice for me because I I feel less of a uh, less of a responsibility to constantly check because I know that there's somebody smarter than me doing it. Mm. So, so I can, I can still assist on the days when like things are bad, but I know at the end of the day, like, Oh, this will be something she's going to talk to her therapist about. This is, this, this will be, this will, this will be fine. And I can, I can kind of not poke and prod and, and pry so much. So it's, it's just kind of been, it's, all around it's been it's been a better situation i think so uh, uh uh advice go to therapy talk find a therapist you like and go to therapy because you know you hear horror stories of people who have terrible therapists but trial and error you know yeah. change therapists as much as you change your job just if you don't like it just just keep going until you find thousand percent like agree it. with this one thousand percent because I mean, granted, I, I I don't have a therapist, uh, but uh, just seeing how, like on the days she has therapy and she comes home and she's you know has a great day, I'm like, oh, that's right, it's a therapy day. There we go. We can mark that one off the book. Good. It's it's just it's just been good, and I highly recommend it. And I, I find that like personally, I like I have therapy on Wednesday, so I had therapy today, um, and this is when we're recording on a Wednesday, and. I find that sometimes I need to talk something out before I even understand why I'm upset about it. Oh, so and many so, times I do that. Yeah, so like therapy honestly is like, ah, I'm upset about this thing and these things all happened and like, but no, it's not that. And then my therapist was like, okay, let's back up. Um, let's organize that. <laughs> and then it's actually really helpful because then I'll go home or I'll Phil will come home at the end of the day and I'll be able to say, okay, so I talked it out today and I realized that like I've organized my thoughts and now I know how to talk about what's actually the problem instead of like fixating on random things. Um, and so I don't know if the therapy is the same for her, but like mm-hmm. I found that it was a really helpful like communication tool almost to like organize yeah. the chaos of your brain. <laughs> I like when I just ramble, 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 and I'm slowly figuring things out myself. And then she asked me a specific question and I'm like, light bulb light bulb <laughs> and like i was figuring out the little parts and she asked one specific question and i'll usually go silent for a minute and i'm like hmm and i'm like you're right and then go off again on something else but they sorry dying here um therapy like just you can talk about nothing and even on the bad days of therapy when you're crying like if you have a good therapist you leave feeling better mm. um and I used to have shitty therapists, and I'm glad I've changed several times until I found the right one. Um, yes, and that's what I say. Like, don't don't stay if you don't like them because it's not gonna it's not gonna help you. But stay until you find a new one because um, at least <laughs> someone. Yeah. Yes, you don't leave a job unless you have a job exactly. lined up. Yes, don't yes, leave a therapist exactly. without a therapist lined up. Um, but even on the bad days of therapy, I now leave feeling so much lighter. Or, or today, I was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I literally opened I've the episode that. with like, I don't have anything to talk about. Oh, it's she, an episode? Or whatever. <laughs> I opened my hour with her, <laughs> like in podcast brain. I was like, oh, I don't know what to talk about today. And she goes, okay, what did you do on Friday? <laughs> so then I like went through my schedule and realized that I actually had a very emotional weekend. <laughs> and she was like, you literally entered this saying, we have nothing to talk about and we've now gone over like eight different topics and gone like in depth into your psyche 
I'll go, I'll be like, yeah, I've been pretty good. And then I'm like, except, and then I'm like, all of these issues. <laughs> so overall, the like the Julie umbrella is pretty good. Now that I know how to handle all the shit days, but there were a bunch of shit days. But I, there's still a smile on my face. Because well, when you're in a better mood or when you come out of that dark place, it's so easy to like forget what that felt like and forget that you just had that experience. And I, I, I don't know what that is, and I, but I know that like you and I have talked about that before, about sort of like it's important sometimes when you're in the dark place to like write down how you're feeling or talk to someone about how you're feeling because when you're out of it, you like you cannot even remember why or how or what it felt like in there. And so being able to like talk through it or pinpoint what's the issue or or even just like write down some feelings that you're having is is helpful to then be able to talk about it later on when you're in a better place. Because it just gets lost. Especially yeah. when the the bad days are few and far between, like you totally forget what it's oh, like yeah. until you're in it. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I know this feeling. <laughs> this is familiar. Yeah. This is my it's, it's, it's like from from my side of things, it's like when there is a bad day and then a long stretch of time and then another bad day, I got to be like, okay, how did I handle this last time? Like, I got to remember. <laughs> I'm like, what did I do? Did I, was this a time where I just left her to herself or did I like, did we hang out all day and I just kind of made sure she was all right. And it, it, that, that is what I've noticed from like, since her, uh, you know, starting therapy is there have been less bad days. So I'm getting a little rusty. But I gotta, you know, it's <laughs> start writing them down, handbook. I know. I gotta, I gotta start my own thing. Be like, okay, what was she like today? Why do we think this was? I'll start my own journal and be like, all right, um, this Billy's is how handbook. she was. Yeah, and then be like, she was receptive to one chocolate <laughs> bar, one start cup a- of tea, <laughs> the the one hundred and one Dalmatians movie. <laughs> <laughs> gonna ask phil what his handbook is for you oh god it's a mile long (laughs) (laughs) oh he's a good dude he is a very good dude for everyone listening i don't think we clarified uh, we didn't no billy and phil my husband are cousins and so we get to hang out with billy on all the holidays and um i love it so much not me i've only ever seen billy from a distance at a concert a jonah's brother's concert I, I I vaguely remember it. I will say it took me a hot second. It was a lot of October, uh, uh, Sam Sam Oktoberfest uh, that put me over, <laughs> over over the limit. I remember Abby, and I remember waving like a lunatic. And then there was someone next to her, some um, lesbian you, in flannel. That was me. It was just a blur. But I also I love that it all happened at a Jonas Brothers concert at Fenway. Like that's the best part. <laughs> now here's the thing: when they when because uh, again, uh, I've been with Alicia for so long. I would we started dating at like their height. Like it was Jonas Brothers phenomenon. I was like, these guys suck. I'm too cool for Jonas Brothers. And cut to twelve years later, I'm like, now I'm speechless. And it's, it's a lie. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, uh, Sam Adams is a is a hell of a drink. Uh, <laughs> they can make you love Jonas Brothers. <laughs> nah, they they're good. I'm not gonna lie. They, no, they, they was, that concert was awesome. It was great. <laughs> I do love it. But it's and, nice uh, to you know. talk to you, not wave from a distance. And you yes. made me realize I can find a Billy. 
You can find a Billy. Well, it's not going to be a Billy. It's going to be a Bill no. She. A Bill She. Yeah. I mean, she could still be Billy. She could. That'd be an Billie awesome Eilish. name. Billy with an I-E. Yeah. I-E. Yeah. I had a coworker who spelled my name with an I-E. And I was like, no, 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 no. That is the that is the, the, the feminine side of the, this name. And they refused to change it. Every single time they wrote my name, it was like I-E. I'm like, I've, I've spoken to you about this. It's a Y. And they're like, oops. They're definitely they doing it on purpose. purpose. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you're just Billy Eilish to me. I mean, she, she so- was a Phil's coworker spells his name with an F, so no. And then I'm it, sorry, what? It became a joke, and now all of his friends do it. So like he he told everyone, oh yeah, haha, ha, someone did this, and then they were all like, well, that's your name now, and now everyone spells it with an F. Wait, wait, wait. where's the F? Phil. Yes, but like, is there still at the an beginning? H? Is there still no, an H? It's literally just F I L L. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, it didn't make oh, sense. Man. It was very stupid, but it was hilarious. And now everyone that we literally get wedding invitations with F I L L written on it. I'm hoping this was a speech to text situation. Look, we'll never know. <laughs> My mind hurts. No, why I had to ask. never admit to it. Yes, now you can. I had See, now it'll spread it to the family. Yes, please do. Yes. I need to join My this gifts. family. I'm gonna bring Julie as as my plus one to our next family gathering. By all means, there's there's only thirty of us fitting in a in. Well, no, we're at our cousin's house now. It's no longer Nana's apartment, so you're more than welcome. That that was a tight situation there. It was about thirty people in a uh, maybe five hundred square foot apartment uh, yeah. sweating. In See, a, I mean, like, that was the dead of winter. That was also when it was just Alicia too. Like there were no <laughs> other spouses there, and now like. Like the last few years, we've we've taken over. We've started. We're creeping up. Wait, is this now at the cousin's house that lives down the street from me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Julie lives. Oh, well, I'm just gonna like walk. two seconds away from this. Perfect. Cousin. Um, Show up. And I, I've literally gone to Julie's house from those parties before. Uh, all all you have to do is is bring a uh, if it's if it's the Christmas Eve one, just bring a. A Yankee swap gift, and, and you no one will notice you're there. <laughs> You'll be like number twenty four, and you step up and grab a gift, and be like, ah, thank you. Oh, I'm coming. I'll oh yeah, done and yeah, done. Yeah. Chris Christmas Eve is at my house. So I'll just sneak, sneak away, sneak on over, and I'll do a Yankee swap. Say hello. Great, I love this. Just get Adel back. Just slowly growing the family. Um, exactly. All right, Abby, bring us home. <laughs> Billy, thank you so much for joining us for this interview. This was wonderful. It was great getting your perspective on this topic. As as a narcissist, I enjoy talking about how I see the world. So, so thank you for giving me this platform. We're really excited to chat with your wife in the future and sort of like get the the other side of the coin from her um, and hear from two people who are, you know, you're both sort of experiencing the same situations but with different perspectives. So we're, we're really, really excited. excited for when we can have her on as well. Thank Please you. do. She's much smarter than me. No. Um. So to just close out, we wanted to like give you the floor. Is there anything like you want to promote? Anything you got going on that you want to talk about? <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just uh, living my life. I got you know. Uh, I mean, I have a podcast too. It, but I mean, come on now. It's 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 uh it's pretty unheard of. Three straight white guys talking about football. I mean, there's not enough of those <laughs> podcasts out there. It's the first we, I'm hearing we, of it. 
Hmm? The first I'm hearing of it. This is, I never heard of this I before. I know. It's crazy. No one's done one of these before. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a rarity. Uh, really want to get that. It's new. We don't know if it will do well because, I mean, no one's done one before. Uh, no. Me and my friends just like to shoot the shit and record it and, and put it out to all of our 10 listeners. Uh, it's, I, I didn't come up with the name, so, you know. It's called Quit Your Bitchin' because uh, <laughs> that's the name of our fantasy football league that Love we it. talk about a little bit. Um, and you can find it on uh, Spotify, Apple Music. I don't use Apple Music, but uh, not a sponsor. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, if you if if you if you want to listen, go for it. But I won't be hurt if you don't. Uh, we'll definitely be we we'll definitely linking, be tagging you yeah. and linking it. So <gasps> you're, you. we're hoping some of our listeners will jump over and listen to yours as well. I'm sure there's a <laughs> crossover of like mental health and sports. That should be enough, especially <laughs> football. It's all concussion based. Yes. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much. It has been so great chatting with you. And um, we're just really appreciative that you were able to take the time and chat with us. And I want to say one thing. Just like we might get rid of this. But I feel like, you know, at a concert when they're like, this is our last song. And they're like, pretend to go away. And they come back for the encore. <laughs> like, yes. we're pretending to hang up with Billy. But we're still going to talk to him. Yeah, I have, I have follow-up questions. And I just want to shoot the shit with you. Oh, All fine. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Hey, bye, listeners. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, the song of the episode, you can, you can actually do your intro. Say your analogy of your brain being a shag carpet. Sure. Um, no, when we were talking about mental health and everything, my, my mental health is involved with like, you know, I, I, as I've said, I think I have undiagnosed ADHD. So the way I think of my brain, it is essentially a 1970s shag carpet just full of like dirt and pet hair and and just sweat and gross terrible stuff and music is the steam cleaner that just sucks everything out of it i mean in in reality the the replacing of the carpet would probably be adderall or something like that but we're uh we're, we're just gonna stick with music uh so so my music ref- recommendation is the song release by pearl jam it's off their first album, 10. Uh, it is probably one of their better songs that isn't really a, a, a single, but they almost open every concert I've been to of theirs with that song. And it's phenomenal. It's a sense memory. Go check it out. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at livelaughlorazepam and slide into our DMs to share your story or provide feedback. Make sure you subscribe. Call or text 988, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, for free and confidential support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress.